Psalm 40 and verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, and from the merry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. We know the Lord who is present. We'll bless that reading of his own word in public again. But we just ask you to buy with us for a moment in a word of prayer. Eternal Father, we do again thank and bless you and praise you. Father, for the wonderful singing tonight and the songs of Zion and the meaning behind them. The person that's centralized in them. Your beloved son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that we're found here in this place. Lord, in this night where it might be dark, it might even be damp, but Father, you do not be hindered. Your spirit still moves and your word still freely flows. And Father, so we pray tonight that you would take your own word and wing it to every heart in the cars tonight. We pray for one that is not saved by your grace. Through faith in Christ alone, we ask you, Father, tonight, that something would be said or prayed, done or sung in this meeting, in this drive-in, cause him to be anxious, to cause him to have thought of their eternal welfare and of their soul security. Lord, would you let us think about heaven and the hell. And we pray, O God, tonight, if there's one that's backslidden and away from you, Lord, that you would bring them back to you. Speak into their lives and into their hearts and call them. For people who are weary, for people who are wandering, for ones who are wayward, we ask you, God, for the weak, that you would strengthen them. And so, God, tonight we pray, in and through the worthy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in his blood we come and we ask you, Lord, have thine own way. Holy Spirit, move in our midst between us. From car to car, from seat to seat, from heart to heart, speaking your word and illuminating the hearts and minds of men and women, young and old, teenagers, boys and girls. And to that end, Lord, we will always give you the praise, the honor, and all the glory, for thou alone art worthy. And it's in Jesus' precious and powerful name we pray. Amen. You know, the psalmist here in Psalm 40 struck a chord with me not long after I had got saved. I found myself in an horrible pit and I found myself stuck fast in the merry clay. The life that I was living at that time and the Lord came and he dug me out. The Lord came to where I was. He found me and he rescued me. That's the message tonight of the soul, the man 
the women who find themselves here tonight without Christ. Maybe someone has come tonight and you've had recently or maybe for a long time you found yourself, a, you've had a, a rough spell where your, your life seems to be worthless. You feel that you're useless and you feel and think of yourself as hopeless. Friend, tonight we want to tell you about the one who finds you where you are. The one who has drawn you to this driving tonight. And the one who comes to where you are, not only in your car, not only in Turkington's yard here, but comes right into your situation and finds you where you are, offers you the help that you need and shows you the salvation that is found in the Son of God and in Him alone. Just before this meeting tonight, I was in the city hospital. I was finishing our afternoon, our morning service, and early afternoon I received a phone call. I wasn't long home. There's a man that I pointed to Christ some months ago has been sick, has been ill, and thought he was getting into a hospital just for maybe another blood transfusion to help him get through the next period of time. But though his family phoned me this afternoon and there, I went to see them and I sat with them and I read the scriptures to them and to him. And he's not expected to last this night. He isn't expected to last throughout this very night. And so I came to the car park in the hospital. And I says, Lord, I'm leaving here to go to the drive-in and I haven't got any idea what you want me to bring tonight. And Psalm 40 came up in my mind as I prayed in the car park of the hospital. I prayed in the car park of the hospital that God would give me something for maybe a man or a woman here this evening who may not know their last moment, their last hours, or their last days. He may be on the precipice to be cast out into eternity. And some might find themselves in eternity without Christ. And there in the hospital, I looked at this, and this is what I saw. First of all, I saw the focused soul. The focused soul. Verse 1 of this reading says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. There's nothing brings a man or a woman more into focus. There's nothing brings the soul into its hour of need more than looming in sickness unto death. There's nothing in a life that draws a man, that can draw a woman 
to their very soul's knees. That will focus them on what lies ahead when they hear of an illness and a prognosis that is terminal. Friend, I'm talking to many here tonight and I don't know your focus. I don't know what your mind is filled with and full of. But I can tell you something. Your focus should be Christ. Your focus should be the Son of God who gave His life for you. And your focus should be where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend eternity? What are you focused on tonight? There's many people in fullness of health and they're focused on pleasures and they're focused on riches. There's even many Christians and they've lost their focus of faith. They've lost their focus of service of God. They've lost their focus and even turning up to their place of worship. They've lost their focus because riches and pleasures or disappointments and worries or frettings and fears has drawn their focus away from the things of heaven to the things of the earth, away from the eternal matters onto the things that are temporal and that will vanish and that you will leave behind. There's so much to focus on in this world. But I can tell you, friend, as the hymn writer once said, that old songster used to sing at the Billy Graham Crusades, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hands than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. George Beverly Shea sang it over and over again. Friend, be focused on where will you spend eternity. Christian, be focused on how faithful am I to the Savior who bought me with his own precious blood. And be focused. May your heart be focused. May your mind be focused. May your thoughts be focused. May your soul be focused on eternal matters. There's nothing to focus a man or a woman more than the troubles that come to this life. I waited patiently for the Lord. He says this after God has come to him. Notice this, and he inclined unto me. In other words, he hears your cry. He'll hear your heart's cry tonight. He hears your heartbeat. He hears your very thoughts. He knows your pains. 
He knows your agonies. For he was in all points tempted, like as we are, and yet he was without sin. Friend, I can tell you tonight, if you don't focus and realize there's a God in heaven, and there's a heaven again, and there's a hell to shun, then God may just bring a focus into your life. God may just bring a focus into your life. As a shepherd with a crook to draw a wandering sheep, draws them back into the way. Friend, I'll tell you, it's better to focus than the shepherd having to find you again. It's better to turn unto the Lord. First of all, the focused soul. Here's what I saw in the car park. I think I said the city hospital was Craig Alvin, pardon me. Notice this. Secondly, was the fearful soul. This is why he's focused. He was a fearful soul. Verse 2. He brought me out also, up also out of an horrible pit. And from the Murray clay. Here he says, oh God, look where you find me. A fearful soul. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit. Notice, friend, not just any hole in the ground. Not just another pit. This one was a horrible pit. This means, gives the idea of a hole that is dug full of water and clay. With walls so high, when you try to climb it, they melt in your hands with the water and the mud. It's slippery, it's slimy, and you cannot on your own merit, nor your own strength, get out of this horrible pit. Maybe I'm talking to someone. You've been in a horrible pit of addiction. You've been in a horrible pit of alcoholism, drug addiction, gambling. You've been in a horrible pit for years maybe. You've been in a horrible pit and you just cannot get out. You're in bondage and you're bound by the wiles of the devil. I can tell you, friend, maybe you're someone and you're in this horrible pit and you cannot help yourself. Maybe a horrible pit of pornography, horrible pit of all manner of sin, a horrible pit of adultery, a horrible pit of fornication, maybe in a horrible pit of sexual immorality, maybe you're in a horrible pit, whatever that is, friend, maybe it's a horrible pit in your mind, and a horrible pit in your heart, and a horrible pit how you think and how you feel, a horrible pit, and you're trapped without hope and without help, but I can tell you tonight, Christ is the answer to lift you up out of it. Oh, friend, he's more than able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think of him. I'm speaking to someone tonight, and you realize I'm in a horrible pit. You may say, oh, preacher, help me. I tell you, I can preach and I can help you. I can pray. I might help you. I could encourage you, and I might help you. But to go home with your own strength, And you'll go home in your horrible pit. 
And you might be encouraged for a moment or for an hour, for an evening or for a day or for a while, a season or a period. But when you go home with Christ in the life and you go home with Christ in the heart, friend, he brought me up also out of the horrible pit and from the merry clay. Oh, the fearful soul realizes the danger that they're in. The fearful soul realizes the danger they're in. I'm in the merry clay. Stuck fast, firm around my knees. Deep the suction of the merry clay made it impossible for someone to escape. They used to put prisoners down the pit. Jeremiah the prophet was put down a pit. You see, friend, he needed someone to come. And they let down cords to pull him out of it. And you see, friend, we need someone outside our situation. Someone outside of our sin. We need someone outside of ourselves and our thinking. We need someone greater. Someone bigger. Someone stronger. Someone mightier. Someone superior. We need Christ. He alone is able to lift us up out of this horrible pit in the merry clay. Friend, a man and a woman are unable to save themselves. Do you hear that, friend? A man and a woman are unable to save their own soul. If you're not saved tonight, and you might be, well, whatever, you might say, ah, sure, another time, I can tell you, friend, now in this side of eternity in Christ, looking at myself back when I was in the horrible pit, back when I was stuck fast in the merry clay, I can see myself. And I say, I used to say, when I was out of my head and drink, when I was out of my head and drugs, and I thought I was the big shot, and I thought I was the hard guy, I used to say, my way I want to die I want to die full of drink and drugs. I want to die in a party atmosphere surrounded by all my friends and plenty of women. That's what my thought was when really I should have been fearful of my soul. Are you fearful enough to know you need Christ tonight? Are you fearful, my God, Give you the fear of God. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. The fearful soul will cry. The fearful soul, the man and woman who realizes the danger they're in, the danger their soul is in, They will cry because the Spirit of God has shown them the danger you're in. Thirdly, we find the foundation for the soul. Verse 2 says, He brought me up also out of an horrible pit and from the merry clay. That's the fearful soul. 
Then the foundation is, and he set my feet upon a rock. He has set my feet upon a rock and hath established my goings. See, friend, if you come tonight, this isn't wishy-washy, storytelling, candy, puff-pie, pastry preachers here. Friend, this isn't fence-struggling. This is, do you want to know Christ? Do you want your soul saved from danger? Friend, you can leave here and I could tell you something that will tickle your ears and you'll go and live in your sin and there'll be no conviction in your heart. But that's not why I'm here, friend. I'm here to warn. I'm here to preach. I'm here to tell. You must be born again. And I'm here to let you know tonight there's a sure foundation Found in our Lord Jesus Christ. He set my feet upon a rock. And established my goings. Friend there is the foundation for the soul. Christ is the rock. Christ is the rock friend. And we're not perfect. We feel him. We falter. And we fall many times. But I can tell you, friend, this one thing. When I fall as a believer in him, I don't fall off the rock. I fall upon the rock. But Christ hath said that he is the rock. And there are those who will fall on him. And he's their foundation. And there are those he will fall upon and he will crush. Now that's the words. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friend. He is. The foundation. For the soul. The focused soul. We have the fearful soul. We have the foundation soul. Friend. He set my feet upon a rock. And he established my goings. I can tell you. You might say I'll never keep this. If I give my life to Christ. I'd never keep it. If I give my life to Christ, I just I wouldn't do, friend, if you truly, honestly, and wholeheartedly give your life to Christ and surrender yourself to Him. I'll tell you, He not only sets your feet upon a sure foundation, He not only sets your feet upon the rock Christ Jesus, but He also places His Spirit within you and He establishes your going. He's with you every moment. I can't keep it. You're right. You can't. I can't. You're right. You can't keep it. But I can tell you this. When you give yourself wholly to Christ, you can't keep it. He keeps you. He establishes your going. And then notice this finally. We have the forgiven soul. The forgiven soul. Verse 3. He hath put a new song in my mouth. He hath put a new song in my mouth. Oh, here's a difference, friend. The fearful soul of verse 2. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit and from the merry clay. That's the fearful soul. He's stuck fast in the mire. He's in the mire. Maybe you're in the mire. And now, by the time we get to verse 3, he hath put a new song in my mouth. He's in the choir. He's out of the mire. And he's in the heavenly choir. 
Friend, I'll tell you, you might sing the song of the drunkard. You might sing the song at the sports stadiums. You might sing the song of the men and women who curse God with every swear word there is in the pop culture. But I can tell you something, friend. When a man and woman comes to Christ, the old is gone and the new is here. He takes you from the mire and he sets you in a heavenly choir and he gives you a new song. Changes your very vocabulary. Changes your very thinking. He changes you inside to the out. He changes you that even people recognize it in you. And sometimes they don't even recognize you because you've changed so much. Can I ask your friend, the man and the woman who have said they've got saved and they've given their life to Christ, the man and the woman, the young person who has said they've given their life to Christ, has there been a change in your life? Has there been a change in how you conduct your life? Has there been a change in your talk? Is there a change in your walk? Is there a change in your home brother? Is there a change in your home sister? Is there a change in your temperaments? Is there a change in how you deal and how you act with people? Are you different? Are you showing people Christ? Because he takes you and he changes you. Now therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Friend, you're a new creature. A new creation in Christ. But notice this. He hath put a new song in my mouth. Notice. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, shall fear, shall trust in the Lord. Many shall see it, shall fear, shall trust in the Lord. He gives you a testimony. Friend, he gives you such a changed life. He gives you a testimony. Testimony of his saving grace. Testimony of his keeping power. Testimony of his great love for you. A testimony how he rescued you. How he reached you. How he redeemed you with his precious blood. Friend, this is the song of the forgiven soul. This is the walk of the forgiven soul. For he hath brought me up also out of an horrible pit. And from the merry clay. And set my feet upon a rock that established my goings. Put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and shall fear and shall trust in the Lord. There is the forgiven soul. The man and the woman who know the joy of their sins forgiven. Do you know, I haven't met a man nor a woman yet who wholeheartedly have given themselves to Christ, who have repented of their sin, and have realized they're a sinner in need of a Savior, and that Christ is the only Savior, who have come under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and who have come and we have 
got on our knees or we have bowed our heads and we have prayed and led them to Christ. I've never known one man or one woman who at that very point and moment in time when we have lifted our heads have not lifted their head with a smile on their face, with a rejoicing in their heart because the weight of their sins is not on them anymore. They're forgiven. They've been wrestling with God, struggling with God, trying to cope in the world, maybe in the horrible pit, stuck fast in the merry clay. They've been fearful soul. They have no foundation for their soul. And they find themselves now, they're a forgiven soul. A forgiven man and woman has much to sing about. A forgiven man and woman has much to rejoice in. A forgiven man and woman, they realize that Christ has paid their debt at Calvary. That Christ said it is finished when he shed his blood and he bowed his head and rested that beautiful head on a pulseless breast and he gave up the ghost. They realize that Christ has paid it all once and for all. And there they come by faith to the old rugged cross at Golgotha's hill. And there they behold the Lamb of God who hath borne away their sin in his own body on that tree. And there that soul that has been washed in the blood realizes with the likeness in their spirit they're forgiven and their focus is heaven. Their focus is Christ. Their focus is His service. And their focus is loving Him. Loving the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, shall I go back to the first point? A focused soul. Will you cry for mercy tonight? A focused soul will cry to the Lord for forgiveness. A fearful soul will be focused on Him. And may you do so tonight. May you do so. Christian, maybe you've lost your focus. Then refocus. Refocus your efforts. Redeeming the time for the days of evil. It means double up your effort. Get yourself back into fellowship with the Lord. Fellowship with God's people. And go on in God. And give Him your all. And give Him your best. And serve Him with a whole heart. With a full heart. With a true heart. For many in these days are fainting and failing. And many are falling away. And Christ is ever nearer at the doors. May God speak to you tonight. I know. I know God the Holy Ghost is here tonight. I sense Him. I'm aware of Him. I'm conscious of Him. And I know He's speaking tonight. To saved and unsaved alike. That we will do something. And call in his name.
for salvation or service, whatever way he deem it fit to speak unto you. Father, will you speak tonight to hearts? Father, will you help your people refocus and double their efforts to serve you? Oh, God, forgive us for our waywardness. God, forgive us for our lack toward you. God, forgive us for our lack of focus in the scriptures and our time spent with you and in fellowship with other believers. Father, forgive us and help us to go on with you. And Father, I pray that you would speak to those who are unsaved tonight. Maybe they think their life is fine or maybe it's in a pit. Let them see their soul is ever ebbing toward a date and an offenseful day of a demise. Father, glorify your Son tonight. For Jesus' name's sake, I ask it. Amen. May God bless his word to us tonight. May God bless his word to you tonight. That's what I got. Well, that's the points I got in the car park. And I thought it over in my head. And it may have been a bit hard. But I want to tell you, I do it from a heart of love. For each and every one I don't even know, I do it for love. The love of Christ and the love of his soul. I'm going to stand again at the corner. You're concerned about your soul. Please stop. We'll go and talk. There's a room we can go to. We'll go and we'll pray with you. We'll point you to the Savior. And don't leave tonight without knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to sing.